trying to make it right These people won't let me go I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Let me grow, let me go Let me grow, let me go They should know, they should know They should know, they should know I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro to how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Lauren Dolan. Lauren, who uses she, her pronouns, is an outspoken advocate, adventurer, and empath. She can be best described as a social introvert who will go out of her way to pet every dog she comes in contact with. Lauren finds purpose in actively engaging with her community through volunteering and advocacy work. Her biggest passions include abortion access and voting rights. She is currently on the board of directors for Fun Texas Choice and has spent time as a VDR, volunteer deputy registrar, registering Texans to vote. She is a self-proclaimed lifelong learner who actively seeks out ways to better understand herself and others, which explains her love of astrology, tarot, and, and anything personality tests related. Her other interests include traveling wherever she can, eating all the sweets, and seeing live music. Lauren spent the last six years in Austin and recently moved to Seattle in search of a new adventure. Hello. Hello. I am very sad that our paths did not cross in Austin, but I'm going to get over it one day. <laughs> well, they did very briefly, but not not enough. I was just like, I've, I've been enough. here six years. I'm like, there's like. I know. And it's like, I feel like we are in a lot of the same spaces. And like, I would see you at things that we just never fully Collided. I'm upset about way. it. I just need you to know I'm upset about it. And I, I need, am too. <laughs> I need people to, if you see me, come up and say hello. I want to like talk to everyone, which I guess is also my problem. But yeah, how Seattle? Tell me everything. Cause I feel like that Seattle was on my list for a minute of places to move. And I'm like, you actually did it. <laughs> I did. I know. I saw you were also looking to, to potentially move soon. So I feel like we share that in common where we're like, I just, I'm ready. I'm just ready to go somewhere new. I'm always ready um, to move. That's my, yeah. chaotic, my chaotic trait is I'm always constantly trying to move somewhere new yeah, and exciting. Honestly, I never thought I would even be in Austin as long as I was to, like, to be fair. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but Seattle's good. They say that like, this is not the time I'm scared to move to Seattle. It's like, the rainy season, you know, it gets dark at like 4 p.m. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely an adjustment, but we're getting there, you know. You're doing it. You're doing yeah. it. And did you move there for a job or you're just like, oh, I'm going to go? Nope. I was just like, I'm going to go. And then I had to find a new job because my job wouldn't let me keep <laughs> working. Uh, well, that's exciting. I mean, hey, change of pace, right? Change of pace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I am super excited to chat to you with you uh, about authentic friendships today. Um, today is February 11th. We're, a lit, we're a week and a month away from my birthday. Ooh, happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so every year on my birthday, I do an audit of all of like my relationships And it's funny, a friend of mine the other day was like, oh my gosh, your birthday's coming up. I'm getting nervous. I go, you're going to make the cut. Like, (laughs) It's like everybody knows. I love that though. But like, cause I feel like that makes them feel like, okay, like, am I being a good friend? Have I been a shitty friend? Like, I need to know if I'm going to make Bree's list. (laughs) Exactly. They've been like, uh, I'm just nervous. And I want to make sure I'm like showing up for you. I was like, you're fine. I'm like, first of all, we've been in a pandemic for now three years and we're all still navigating our lives. I'm like, but if you weren't, we would have had a conversation or I wouldn't be talking to you. Like you would know. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I've been talking recently with a couple of people about now that I'm in my 30s, much be 32, which I feel like the 30s are the best. And yeah. I just turned 32. So I oh, <laughs> it's the best. I so far, my favorite decade is 30. I know it's only been like a year or two years, but it's like, 
I'm feeling it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you definitely feel more like not necessarily that you know what you're doing, but I think you just feel more settled in like accepting that you don't know what you're doing. Yes. And you don't have just, to have all the answers. You get to be very deliberate about all of your choices. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I've been telling people, like, I just feel very much like I know who I am. I know what I want and don't want. I'm able to like make more concise decisions. And so for me, friendship has always been something I've taken for granted personally. Like I am an only child, um, but I grew up with a lot of cousins and like a neighborhood that had so many kids. And so, and I did so many activities. So because my parents are both, my mom's one of, my mom was one of five, my dad's one of three. And then I have a very large extended family. I was never around like shy or quiet people. Like I've just been kind of raised that way. And Mm -hmm. so with me, being able to like grow up and do so many things and have so many lifelong friendships specifically, like I'm still friends with people I've known since I was three. Um, and I know it's like, that's, like, that's such that's a crazy. rarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really is. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. My closest, one of my closest friends still, I've known him since I was five and we talk at least once a week still. And, wow. you know, I have two best girlfriends where we've been in a group chat since 2014 and we talk almost every day and, you know, obviously friendships I've made since moving here. And, you know, I moved to Austin when I was 26. I only knew my best friend who I had known since I was 12, but, you know, being able to, you know, like restart your life in a city where you might not know anyone and you have to be, I feel like very outgoing or very adventurous to do that, which I feel like, you know, since you just moved to Seattle. Um, But for, yeah, for me, it's been something I've taken for granted because I've always been such a social person but I think it's also helped me really decipher who I always say, like, I know a lot of people, I don't have a lot of friends. And I feel like the word friend is used so flippantly and you have, and I've talked about this, you know, via chatting, but yeah, I think that's kind of like what clicked for us in our conversation of like the word friend is used so freely these days because of social media. And, you know, I just lost my grandma a month ago. And so like that on top of my birthday coming around, I've just been like, who are people who have shown up in ways that like, not even like physically, but just like a text or sent something when I didn't even say anything or just like, I know how you get when you're stressed. Have you eaten today? Like people who just like know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really big thing, especially as you get older and have to, you know, time is of the essence. We're all so busy and we get married and have kids and all these things. And yeah, and I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, I'm really excited to talk, <laughs> to no, talk about yeah. this. No, I am too. Like, like you said, I think you mentioned you know, a few things that, that we had chatted about before that just really, um, stuck with me. And yeah, it's like one of those things where, you know, you try to make friends as an adult, which is hard in and of itself, but then, you know, taking the time and space to be like, but are these people that like, I actually want to give my time and energy to, um, you know, especially for me as like an introvert, you know, I don't want to just be like, giving my energy away to anyone I you know I need I need that that time is sacred to me so um you know to be able to be like no this is someone I actively want to share space with and want their feedback and appreciate their input on things like that's that's a lot that's heavy yeah and I think I had a girl I used to be really good friends with and she hated that I wanted a calendar hold when we wanted to hang out and, and I stand by it and this yeah. is why I defend it. I don't think it's saying that like, I'm more busy than you. For me, it's saying like, your time is so important to me that I want to be present and not have anything else to worry about. Cause like, if I'm with friends, I'm not on my phone. I don't look at my phone. My phone's typically on silent if I'm with other people so much so that like I share location with a few friends and one night, like my friends and I were texting and then I just like stopped and they were like, oh my God, like what happened? And my other friend's like, she's probably with someone, like check her location. She's not going to answer. And like, oh, she's just like out at the bar and they actually came and met us. But like, I like that people know that about me that like, yeah. I am, I want to be so present and, you know, time's the one thing we can't get back. And so I'm always like, I want to be so aware that you are investing of your time with me, with this relationship And I don't take that for granted. And I, and I just want to be, like I said, authentic and present and respectful and all the things that I'm like, if if we're just going to 
get together and then be on our phones and not talk to each other. We can just do that at home. And that's, and that's no like bad thing. Like I just want to know, like, if we're going to go out and hang out and do things like, yeah, take pictures here and there. But like, if you're on your phone the whole time, like, then why are we here? And for me, it's just a respect thing and, and trying to be present in friendships and make sure we're actually communicating and fostering this relationship. Um, Especially as a person who is single, like I was talking to someone recently about how I don't feel like I'm missing out on a romantic partner because I have so many platonic relationships and a really close relationship to most of my family. Um, so yeah, I'm just always like, I, I really re- invest in friendships the way that I think other people invest in romantic relationships or like business partnerships. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I feel like, you know, just my friends to me have always been like my closest people. Like I feel like even growing up, like I've always felt closer to my friends and my family. And mm-hmm. um, I've been, you know, I say single for most of my adult life, you know, not all of it, but a good portion of it. And so I'm very comfortable, you know, being single and being by myself, but like, kind of like you said, it's like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing out too much because I do feel like I treat my friendships the way that I would treat like a romantic relationship and giving them that time and space and, you know, celebrating things and honoring certain things about that person. And so um, I like to, to pride myself on, on how I approach those friendships for sure, which is partially why I don't consider myself to have like a large network of friends because it's like the amount of energy that I put into a friendship, I can't necessarily do that with like, you know, 10 to 15 people, you know, I like to keep my circle small because I do put energy into those friendships and I want them you know, to, to reciprocate at least a little bit in some way and to, to have that, that space for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get the question I get asked the most, the two questions in regards to friendship is how do you make friends as an adult and how do you keep such impactful friendships, I guess is the best word. Like people who like see me and my friends and like get to just watch us interact with interact with each other are always like y'all are like tapped in like you all know what is going on with each other you all have like you know we all have like our secrets but like the things that we, sure. we want to discuss we we talk about and you know sometimes it might get uncomfortable but like my friends and I are able to like call each other out or in if we need to and just be like hey like you've been off lately or if like our communication has been weird so I think that's like two things I want to really unpack here is that I just want it to be there for people who are always just, those are the, those are probably the the top two. And it always makes me super sad because like I said, I feel like I've taken friendships for granted. And this year I'm trying to be more grad, like more gracious and more present and more grateful for the friendships I have. So, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Just to kind of like address some of your, your points there, you know, like making friends as an adult is definitely like, a weird thing right like no one really tells you like oh hey you actually have to like work to make friends like as soon as you kind of like leave that college bubble right um or as soon as you leave like your hometown and you know you don't just have like your your high school friends or your friends from childhood to kind of fall back on anymore mm-hmm. so I mean yeah having moved you know to Austin and then to Seattle I've definitely you know found some things that have works for me um, that we can certainly talk about. But yeah, it's definitely like something that you have to be intentional about um, and definitely active about. And um, because it, especially now, you know, like right we're in COVID, it's so it could be so easy for me to just like, oh, you know, like I'm okay. I'm just going to stay in, hang out with my dog, watch Netflix, whatever. Um, but then, you know, that wouldn't be super great for my mental health either I come you know down the road so mm-hmm. um yeah I've definitely definitely found a few things that that work for me which is puts me challenges me just enough because I am more of an introvert um mm-hmm. but I am definitely more on the social side where like when I know that I want to meet people or like want to make friends and I have that like motivation behind that then like I don't have a, a problem you know going out or being outgoing or starting conversations with people yeah. And I definitely want to talk about that, but I just, you're saying like, it's so hard to make friends as a grown up. And one of my really good friends, Caitlin, who our friendship story always makes me laugh. We met on like a friend app and we're the only match each other had. Um, and then we deleted it, but 
Um, <laughs> she and I have talked about this because like we're very similar people. We've she's traveled, I traveled, like both really into soccer. Like, but when we first met, like our friendship was steeped mostly in like activism work and like mm-hmm. really caring about like in-depth things, like not surface level things. Um, but we had a conversation maybe like a year ago about friendship and how we never really think about like when we make friends that it's like coming into a new, it's like starting a new relationship, right? Like you have to remember that like you and this other party are coming with all of your now 30 plus years of experience, but that's also like trauma. That's also, you know, family stuff. That's all the things that you've gone through. And so when you're Mm -hmm. showing up in this space, like trying to be your friend and you have to start that sort of meet them where they're at and then you get to like go deep like you're saying like if you are friends with people you grew up with like you've known them you've gotten to really really invest and learn who they are but if you're just coming into a new person it's like and and it's been funny because Glennon Doyle who I'm like obsessed with Glennon Doyle please just be my friend I don't know what we're doing (laughs) oh my god she needs to be your next podcast. Yes. Oh my God. I'm gonna die. I love her so we'll much. Manifest. I'm going to manifest. Thank you. Way. I Doyle will be on the show and we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I've been really laughing because on her podcast recently, um, her and her sister and her wife have been talking about making friendship and how it's like, not like when you date someone, right? Like you have that conversation, like, what are we doing? Like, do you like me? What do we right? want like, out of this? Yeah. Like yeah. what's, how are we going to know like when it's over? And with friendship, it's so different, right? Like you're just like, one day like oh no we're friends or like oh, yeah. I've known them for x amount of years and you know you really think of like oh no like I've known you for five years like I guess we are like we've been doing this but then on the other side when you have a friend breakup like there's like no space for that and like I've had a couple of friend breakups during the pandemic and some have like talked through and be like listen I just don't think our friendship is serving me at this time I, I you know maybe if a couple of years we can circle back but like right now I just think our friendship isn't one that's serving me or one that I'm like not willing to invest in or one I'm not really sure how to navigate. Um, but yeah, no, that just made me like think of all that stuff. Like there's just no, like you're saying, there's no rule book <laughs> to friendship. It's really true. And um, I think this kind of leads into something that I definitely want to talk about, which is like that finding, you know, your people, right? Like there's a difference between like, you know, making acquaintances, like you're going out and you're meeting people and you're like, okay, like these people are nice enough. Like we can have fun, yada, yada. But then, you know, a lot of times there's a point where you might realize, like, especially for me, I I realized this usually pretty early on when I meet people like, okay, these people are like cool enough to hang out with, but like, I just don't think that we are going to mesh well on a deeper level and really like connect in that way to where I'd want to consider them like a a good friend or like continue like hanging out one-on-one at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think that also brings up challenges in terms of like, okay, especially if you're trying to make friends and maybe you have meet a couple of those people where you're like, Oh yeah, like they're really nice, but you just don't know. Like if you want to invest your energy and in, like being a close friend with this person, like I almost feel like that's even more awkward than like when you're trying to date someone and you don't feel it because then it's kind of like, like, what do you do? I don't know. Like my only, like, I don't even know. I feel like the only thing I know how to do is just to kind of like slowly kind of back away from like plans and things like that. And just, kind of see what happens or maybe just get together every so often but Mm. I think that's almost even harder right like yeah like there's definitely levels to friendship I think well I know and it's you know there's the friends you talk to every day who are like your best and closest friends there's friends who you know life gets wild and like you check in maybe like once a month um then there's friends like for me there's like friends who I like talk to like ever like quarter like a year and I hate to like sound so businessy about it but that's how my brain operates now it's like yeah there are just some friends who you have to be there just has to be like that sort of like not hierarchy but that's the only way I can think of like on what level of like your friendship like bracket are you willing to invest in this friendship and sometimes like you're saying they're perfectly fine you just don't feel it right and and I think also as we get older your interests change and like what you want in a friend changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think back to like high school who, when it was like, Oh, you don't like that girl. I don't like that girl. Then we're friends. And I'm like, (laughs) I hope like, as people get older, they get rid of that. Cause I'm like, that's so toxic. And like (laughs) trauma bonding is real. Sure. But it's also like, that's what your friendship is based in. I feel like that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that's just been something that's popped in my head is cause like if I think about my, my closest friends who I've met here in Austin, we've met either through another person or at an event or, you know, when I, when I first moved here and how I met friends was, 
I worked at a nonprofit. So like I got to meet a bunch of different people because we're all like all these collaborative circles that I joined. Um, I started volunteering. That's volunt- so funny. I worked at a nonprofit when I first moved to Austin too. Brie, like how do we not meet? I what know, I know. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I'm really upset about it. Um, and then, you know, I got to do some volunteer work at, you know, once I found orgs that like really spoke to me and I tried yoga in the park, just like meet people because it was free. And I was like, I don't really like yoga, but I feel like I'll meet people here. Um, <laughs> and just like kind of, you know, just trying things and not being afraid to go to things alone. Like I went to um, an event in 2017 and went by myself. It was like the first time I ever went to anything by myself in the city. And I met one of my best friends, Dante, who's been on the show before. Um, but literally like she was the only other black girl when I first got there. And so we like made eye contact and we just like just walked to each other and like we've been <laughs> friends ever That's since. Awesome. And it's and it's just something that kind of like clicked in work. But yeah, I think just so many people get afraid to like go to things alone. And yeah. you know, I, I think we've been taught so much, especially as a woman, like you're not supposed to do things by yourself. And I think like for me being able to do that and find my self and like you're saying before like spending time alone and like really working through your own stuff like I'm the most extra extrovert to ever extrovert and even (laughs) and even still like I will everyone's like I feel like you're always busy I go oh no no when I don't have plans I just don't say anything I I stay at home and just spend time alone and yeah I have friends who are like wait what I'm like I just like to I like my own company like I just like to (laughs) be laying in my bed watching a show I've watched before and just relaxing but I think it's usually, like usually one tree hill, <laughs> usually one tree hill. Um, okay. Although right now I've been rewatching the closer, which is a show from like 2007 on TNT. It's a crime show. Doesn't matter. It just has Kira Sedgwick <laughs> and it's fucking great. Um, but I've just been laying in my bed watching TV. Although one tree hill is number one, not the point of this podcast. Although I need to do after one tree hill episode focus. You can um, bring me back on for that. I'm on. Oh <laughs> my God. I would love nothing more. <laughs> Um, maybe that's our quick follow-up. Like, hi, we're going to yeah. do like a random spastic <laughs> episode about Winter Hill. Um, yes. but yeah, I just, I, I, that would also be my, my advice too, is like really be okay with being alone and what you want in a friend before you show up to and ask for friendship. 100%. Yeah. I think it took me a while to like, really be comfortable. in like the fact that like, I, like being alone, like as an introvert, like I knew that like being in social situations sort of drained me. But then like when I wasn't doing things with other people, like when I was younger, I felt like, you know, oh, I'm being left out or, oh, I'm like lonely. And like, I am a loser. I don't have friends if I don't have anything to do tonight or something like that, you know? And then, you know, as I got older, I realized like, oh no, like I need to spend time alone. Like this is good. I, I'm finally like comfortable being by myself, enjoy doing things by myself. Um, and yeah, now I like, I definitely have to have at least like one day a week, if not more, where I'm just like doing things completely alone because otherwise I'm just too frazzled and like overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also like, like we're saying, like being able to know what you want and looking for in a friend and spending time alone. Um, but then also like, like, I guess like friend expectations, like when I was first, before I moved here, most of my friends were dudes. Like I had mm. like some female friends, but most of my friends were like all dudes, gay, straight dudes. And then I moved to Austin and I was able to meet so many fantastic women and queer people and different types of people. But still like one of my really close friends who I've met in the last year is my friend Charlie he's actually texting me now we're having an in-depth conversation I just stopped to record and I need to respond (laughs) um but you know we met through that same friend Caitlin um and Charlie and I could not be more opposite he is a straight white dude from Rhode Island I am a black queer woman from Connecticut um and you know I think for us why our friendship has worked is like we came into this friendship just feeling very comfortable and we in like a week so we're in the pandemic like he moved here a week like a week before the world shut down um so we just got super close because we were just texting and getting to know each other and then like the world opened up a little bit and like we got together and like went for walks and then the world opened up and then now we have like dinner together every Thursday or like go to a sporting event and just and like we've taken road trips to like Houston to watch a soccer game and 
friends who like see our friendship are just like you two are like how long have you been friends like years like a year like we, we met a year ago um but I think it was just that's another advice I would give was like just patience and understanding because like Charlie is very private and so like we have other friends who just like pry and ask too many questions and I was just like whenever you're ready to share I'm here and until then we can just have like surface level get to know each other conversations we can talk about sports we can talk about food like whatever and like now we get to have really in-depth like deep conversations that's why he's texting me next we're having we're unpacking something today (laughs) but (laughs) and and I think about that friendship because one it wasn't one I was expecting two I honestly did not think that we would be as close as we are now which I think it's such a beautiful thing about friendships is like it just comes out of nowhere um but then also I just feel like being able to just be vulnerable a but then also to give space and grace for people like like I was saying before like we all have stuff we're dealing with when we come into friendship and I'm like you don't it's like getting a therapist you don't have to like rush in and like tell all your trauma episode one or or, you know uh, appointment one it's definitely like take your time, protect yourself. If you're, if you're a vulnerable person, give that space. But I think I always tell people like my social work brain always comes in handy with friendships because I'm like able to actively listen and give patience and not interrupt and just be like, I hear you and like say it back with what they said to me. But yeah, that's another thing I always think about too. Like you don't have to like bear your soul when you first meet to build a friendship. Like it'll come naturally. It'll come when they're ready. And, and even still now, like we'll talk about things and he'll, we can tell like when you tell her it gets comfortable and we'll both like, you don't have to like go through it today if you don't want to. And I think that's such a beautiful way to check in versus like pushing that boundary. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I would agree with that. I think it's definitely tempting when meeting new friends to like want to almost like try and share a lot at the beginning because you are trying to create that bond and you kind of want to rush to that place where you like already feel close you know because the first several times you hang out with someone new can be pretty awkward right because you're like okay well, like let's get to know in the other. water like, we know? <laughs> yeah and you know just as much as it is like you know when you're dating someone right and so um yeah it can definitely be tempting to want to just like spill everything or be like tell me everything but not everyone is like that um and so yeah like you said just having patience um for each of you to kind of like get to that point in due time and I think if you're you know finding at least enough to like keep the the friendship going for the first bit until you can get to that point then that's a good sign yeah yeah and I just I feel like so many people take it personally when people don't want to be your friend and I just want to like give the reminder of like you are worthy of like authentic supportive people in your life and Mm -hmm. you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're not worthy of that but there's a particular person that comes to mind right now who I really adore but she has a really tough time making friends and I think it's because she like tries to rush the process um so I've been telling her like just take it slow like there is no rush like you are going to find your people um and I think so many people like look at me and the life I live and I'm very 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 lucky and I've worked really hard to be very authentic and I've done therapy and I journal and I meditate and I do all of the yeah work, all the things all the work so I can show up as a good person not only for myself but for others but like I said before like sometimes it's just I feel like it's the universe, God, whoever you believe in giving you a chance to like work on yourself a little bit more. Cause I think we can slip back into like those like high school sort of roles and regress of like, I just want people to like me. And then like you do things that yeah. are authentic to you. 100%. Yeah. I definitely still kind of struggle with that sometimes and not so much like one-on-one where I like feel like, oh, I want this person to like me, but like you know, I've found myself be like in group situations where maybe I feel like I'm not fully connecting with people as much as everyone else is. And then just feeling that like internal feeling of like, you feel like a, like a kid again, or like a teenager again, you're like, Oh, I, I feel like left out. I feel like, you know, they maybe don't want to include me when at the same time, like I might be feeling like maybe I actually don't really even want to be <laughs> included necessarily. But yeah, those, those feelings definitely come creeping back in. But um just like speaking to your your thought about you know you kind of doing the work to like show up as authentic as you can I feel like that's definitely 
like one of the most helpful things and like finding your people and finding like real friends is because if you're not who you are, then like, you're just going to end up making service level friends. You're not going to be making people who are going to like stick around or really support you or really get to know you. And I found that that's something that, you know, maybe like a first or second time I meet someone new as a friend, I might not be like 100% fully myself, but usually around like the third time, if I'm around you, like I'm, I'm pretty genuine. And I think that my genuine self also can be a little, you know, abrasive at times. <laughs> but I'm a Capricorn. So I always say what is on my mind. I'm very blunt. I don't really sugarcoat things. So like, even now I've been in situations and friends that I've just met here who are like, oh, like, do you want to go do this thing? And I was, I've literally been like, no, honestly, I <laughs> don't want to do that. Like that does not sound fun. And they all just look at me and they're like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not, you know, it's like setting boundaries. It's like, you know, maybe it sounds mean to some people. But I'm like, but this is who I am. These are the things that I want to spend my time doing and the things I don't want to spend my time doing. And you can either accept that or not, you know, yeah. I don't know. No, 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 no. That's your boundary setting, right? Yeah. Like you are, you are authentically showing up as yourself and being like, I appreciate that you brought this option to me, but yeah. I'm going to say no. Cause that's my boundary. And I'm also going to respect you that I said no. And that's a boundary you're setting, right? Like I, I am a very weird chart person. Um, we'll do a chart episode another time. Okay. <laughs> um, again, that's another like tool I've used, like what kind of communicator am I? But yeah, 100. you know, knowing how I am. And, and I say this often of like, again, such a privilege that I get to show up authentically all the time in all of my roles, like between work and this and whatever else I get to do of like, there's no like work Brie, there's no like Brie with this friend and you know, with my birthday coming up, I'm extra and I have a festival from birthday that is three days yes. long, um, called Brie by Brie Fest because it's, oh my right, God. After, it's right after South by this come back for it. <laughs> um, and every year it's like, I invite everyone who I've ever met in Austin to come. And so it's three days. Like you get to pick like what things you want to go to. Um, but typically everyone always just comes this to the Friday night one and it's at Lester Pearl East, which is my favorite bar in Austin. Um, and for me, it's always so nice to see all of my friends connect, but then also like the friends who come every year to like reconnect. It's like going to a conference, like every year, like you get to like re reunite with the people you maybe haven't seen. Um, but being able to like, just see everyone know the same me. And like mm -hmm. you're saying, just to be able to show up authentically in all of my friendships. I think of, you know, the people who feel like they have to change for when they hang out with Amanda versus like when they hang out with Nick, right? Like it has to like be this one person, different, different person every time. But, you know, that's definitely a joy in my life is like, I have created the expectation and also been given the grace to show up authentically as myself with all of my friends. And that's another thing I would say is like, you just, you get to, again, you're worthy of all the things that you want and you have every right to show up how you want to and set those boundaries and expectations. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, you, you know, talk to friends who have known you for a while and like, see what they like about you. If you can't figure out what you like about yourself, like they're one of my best friends, he and I talked about like falling in love and, you know, I've never been in a long-term relationship, but him and I have had, we talked about it one day of like, you know, when I was dealing with my depression, I was like, even when I couldn't figure out why I loved myself, you told me why you loved me. And like, just those kind of things, like being able to lean into friendships to kind of like boost you up when you're feeling sort of crappy. And if you can't, like you have family, you have a coworker, you have someone who's there who does love about you and care about you. Um, and if not read about it, right? Like there's just so many resources that we have now to like work through all of those things. And I just feel like I wish it was easier to make friends, but just know that we're all like flying by the seat of our pants <laughs> trying to figure yeah. it out together. No, I love that, that you like had that friend that you were able to lean on and be like, that told you what they love about you. Because I think that is really important. Like we, I think a lot of times, you know, we don't like to like talk about ourselves or we don't see ourselves the same way that, mm -hmm. you know, other people see us for sure. And so like, even <laughs> Uh, yesterday when I was like okay shoot what am I gonna like include for for my bio for Brie to like say about me and I texted my closest friend Sophie who now lives in Switzerland so our time difference is like insane yeah. but I was like listen you're so good at making me sound like way better than I think I am like tell me things about myself like I need help and she's 
like so great at that and like I love her for that and so mm. like that's something that I I definitely lean on her for and that she's amazing at shout out to Sophie although yes. she doesn't switch one of my best friends just moved to London in September and I'm upset about it with her like yeah that time difference it's like six hours like when are we ever gonna talk sorry I, I, I think ours is like nine because I'm on the west coast now it's like <sighs> so sometimes I'm still awake when she's like getting up for <laughs> For like work and school yeah. and but you know uh, yeah my yeah charlotte and i are six hours apart and we're like it's like just enough that we're like always ships in the night and i'm like we're gonna figure it out one day it's gonna be fine yeah um but yeah no i just feel like they're the the ways to like be a friend and I'm just, and I like like you were just saying i just think of ways that like i would want people to show up for me like i think so many people overthink it and and you know there's friendships I've seen that are like so like surface level that's just like we all make x amount of money and work at this type of corporation and that's why we're friends I'm like okay but what what if one of you lost that job or become a parent and don't work for a while like as if your friendship is just based in something temperamental Mm -hmm. then I would also ask about that and figure that out because I think that's not something we also don't talk about it's like you know, is our friendship based solely on the fact that we're like you're saying with friends we grew up with? Is it based solely of like where we are right now, or is this like an actual friendship? And there's like again levels to friendship. Like, are we just coworker friends? Are we out of work friends? Um, but I think so many people get afraid to ask that question because then they'd have to end or really consider like, is this really what I need or want, or is this actually a person I need in my life and yeah. 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 100, 100%. I think, you know, I'm not know if it's related, but just kind of something I was thinking about while you're talking as well is just like, you know, the levels of friends and thinking about kind of what you mentioned earlier about taking friends for granted is that, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize like the amount of work that goes into like maintaining like close friendships. Like they, they want to consider people a friend. They want this person in their life they say that they're friends, but like when push comes to shove, like, do you want to make the effort to, you know, meet up so many times a month, a week, a year, whatever it may be, or to call them on the phone or have FaceTime dates or remember their birthday and things like that. And so, um, you know, especially that's something that I pay attention to a lot because having moved a few times now and like traveled several places, like I have friends that are like, a lot of my close friends don't live in the same city as me, right? Like my friend Sophie lives in Switzerland. I have another friend that's in El Paso. My other friend's in Charleston. My other good friend is in North Carolina. And my other good friend is in Pennsylvania. And those would be the people I consider my closest friends. And none of them are near me. Mm. So it's like that especially takes effort. And so, you know, I'm always thinking about like, okay, oh my gosh, like, have I talked to this person recently? Like, what have I done? Like, you know, and so I think there's that level too of like, am I doing enough, but also are they reciprocating? Mm -hmm. Like, where are we at in this friendship? Um, And it it is, it's work. And it is easy to really take friends for granted and be like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll talk to them whenever, check in on them whenever. Um, And yeah, and that may be fine, depending on the type of friendship you have. But at the end of the day, it's probably like missing out on an opportunity to continue like further, furthering that bond or making yeah. that person feel cared for. Yeah. And then like, like sometimes I'll just text a friend like this morning, my friend Bree crossed my mind and I was like, just thinking about you, just checking in, hope you're doing well. And if not, like, let's check in soon. And, you know, I'd love to catch up and, you know, I might go to LA for work and a friend who I've never met in person, but I consider like my friend Jenna, who we met through the pandemic via Instagram. And we like FaceTimed almost every day during the pandemic, which was like That's really awesome. fun. And it's like, Hey, I might finally be in California. So you can like meet in person. And, you know, I, I just think like, like we've been saying, just show up in, in the ways that are, are comfortable for you. I'm not even going to say easy or beneficial, but just comfortable. Yeah. It might be a text. It might be like everyone like voice messages me now. Cause you can do that in text, which I find, you know, a little bit more conducive. Cause it's like, you get to hear their voice, especially like if you haven't in a while. And I feel like, you know, we live in such a technological age that we're 
there's so many things at your fingertips, like just use them. Or a friend and I who live in the same city, we were pen pals. We decided to like write letters to each other. I like. <laughs> love mail. Oh my God. I love that because I am the type of person, like I always send cards in the mail because yes. I fucking love mail. Everyone so loves a card. I love that for you. Yeah. Like my friend sent me a holiday card and it's still sitting here. I'm like, cause it was just like such a nice message for the new year. I'm like, I'm not throwing this away. Like it's a, um, I have a box of like literally every card I've ever been given. I love it's that. insane. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, yes, write me more letters, write me more cards. It's just, yeah, that personal touch. So yeah, just show up in ways that feel good for you and that are easy for you to do. And, you know, you get to authentically do that for your, for your people. And also like tell them how you want them to show up for you. I think people want to know, like, if they're not doing things that are helpful to your friendship, then you're able to be like, hi, I love you, but I would love for you to show up in this way. And, you know, two things I've really been working on lately with a couple of friends. One, my friend, um, his mom just passed, but before she passed, she was in hospice and I was home in Connecticut for a week. And I was like, hi, I know I'm sure everyone's asking, like, how are you? What can they do? I'm like, but what do you need in this moment? And just being very, because everyone sends that sort of, I'm sorry, I'm here if you need anything. But when you're going through it, you don't know what you need. And so I was like, can I, and then I was like, what do you need? Can I walk your dog? Can I bring you dinner? Like giving options of ways to show up. And he's like, oh my God, if you can come get my keys and take her out for a walk, that'd be super helpful. I was like, great, done. Like, and you know, my, my really good friend, Shelby, we talk every single day. She's one of my best friends and we're very similar, like very outgoing people, very, very chatty. Um, but, and I like to point out that she's a Gemini and I'm a Pisces. So we're not like always, we fight, we fight like sisters and I love her like a sister, but we definitely have our moments and, but we're very protective of each other. And so listening to my, in my head, best friend, Sophia Bush's podcast, she, and she was sharing how her and her partner Grant came up with this thing. And I think I've mentioned it on the show before, um, called purge or problem solve. And okay. that has been so helpful for me and Shelby, because like, I'm like, so purge is like, I'm just venting. I just need to get it out and talk about it. Problem solve is like, I want you to help me with this thing. Um, so for me, I've been able to be like, okay, is this a purge or problem solve? And she's like, I'm going to purge for now, but we might circle back to a problem solve. I go, great. And then it's like, we're able to like create that space. And it's like just the words we can use to like help understand better. Cause I think a yeah, lot of friends are like, I love that. I want to fix it. And you're like, sometimes I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. And yeah. being able to do that has been like such a communicative thing. That's like a shorthand. And I love that so much. Yeah, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to feel that. Purge. That. It's not for me. It's from Sophia Bush and Grant. Wow, thanks, Sophia. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sophia and Grant. Um, yeah, purge or problem solve. And I just feel like that was like, especially like if you have friends who you're like very similar to, and you're just like, need a minute. I need to know what you need. <laughs> and versus like having the whole thing, it's like okay, purge or problem solve before you even get started. And like, mm, good, good way to ask. I need. <laughs> and then you're like, just like, go into it. So, yeah, yeah. I can't. Um, can you think of any other like friend advice for people who are like trying to make friends and like trying to or keep or sustain friendships? Listen, I mean, I've been finding as I've been, you know, to a new city that like mm-hmm. as cheesy as it sounds, like especially now that we're in a pandemic and it's even harder to just like go out to places. Like I feel like when I moved to Austin, it was easier to meet people. I think inherently people there I hate sorry Seattle but people in Austin were just like friendlier like I felt more Mm -hmm. comfortable going to places and going to things alone and knowing that like I could start up a conversation with someone and it would be like at least pretty well received and I could you know meet people that way but in Seattle it's it's definitely not the same vibe Mm -hmm. uh, for sure it's definitely been uh, more difficult in that sense but I've been really leaning on Bumble BFF Mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. to be totally fair, um, you know, on the dating side of Bumble, eh, but the BFF side, uh, shout out to them. I, I, that's pretty much how I've made all my friends so far in, in Seattle, right? Like I, I met up with like two girls that I matched with at first. And then one of the girls that I met with just like started introducing me to her other friends and you know, there's definitely some people in, in the group that I'm like, maybe I won't be friends with all these people, but there's definitely some people that I'm like, oh, I actually really get along with you. I think we have, you know, things in common. And um, and so that's really been my saving grace so far um, in this in this new home has been Bumble BFF. So normally I would like lean on things of like, oh, well, you know, you 
the more you get involved in like things that you like actually enjoy and like mm-hmm. things that really align with your values and you can like meet people who like show up in those same spaces. But I definitely think that it's a lot harder with COVID because so many things that I used to go to or lean on that I would do are now just in these like virtual spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is a little bit harder in that sense, for sure. I once gave advice to my god sister when she first moved either to Seattle or California. I can't remember. Um, but she's shy and soft-spoken. Yeah. And I was like, she's like, you've lived in Austin for five minutes and you have all these friends. I go, well, I it was like, I was able to like do things and blah, blah. We're very different people. But the advice and suggestion I gave to her, I don't know if she ever did it. I never asked, <laughs> but I need, I need to know. Now I need um, to follow up. I need to follow up. But she would always go work at coffee shops or like go grab a drink after work and just like sit at the bar. And I was like, what if you like make a sign that says, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I just moved here. Tell me like your favorite thing to do in the city. And she's like, and just sit with the sign. I go, oh, I'm like, put on your chair, like put it in front of you, like fold it in front of your laptops. Like when people pass you, like maybe they'll just strike up conversation. She's like, I can't do that. But Oh my God. As an introvert, I agree with her. I could (laughs) never do do that. Like I would, I would sit at the bar and like, I would maybe try and start a conversation with someone if like I found the opportunity but I like having like a sign that makes me want to like curl up and die. <laughs> so I'm thinking about. I don't know. I love it. Like if I saw someone with a sign of like, hi, my name is Bianca. I just moved to Austin. Like what's your favorite thing? You're like, listen, B, let me tell you everything. <laughs> but I mean, different people, but I yeah. just, or like, or like, what's your favorite thing to drink here? Like something chill, like just, sure. yeah. Like if you're at a coffee shop, like what's your favorite snack here? You know, what's your favorite drink here? I don't know. Just like something to like strike up small talk, but I get it. Different people like different <laughs> things. And I'm just like, just try it. She's like, absolutely not. But I mean, but. it is, it is interesting though, because I feel like the older that I get, the more I'm like, it really isn't as big of a deal as I used to make it out to of like approaching strangers or asking them things or starting up conversations. I think, it, you know, younger me used to like build those things up of like, oh my God, like, I don't want to bother someone. I don't want to seem weird or whatever, whatever. But like, noticing that like if someone were to do that to me and think about like how I would act like I would be like oh yeah of course and like be totally fine and like friendly and like love it um but I think we just get in our heads too much about like how is this going to be received get out of there life's too short try it yeah yeah (laughs) if it doesn't work (laughs) it doesn't work it doesn't work but at least you can say I tried today to make a friend Yeah. But I mean, also I will plug this, like the idea of like, as an introvert, having extrovert friends, um, is also super helpful. Um, not only to meet other people, but just like in general, like, I think you were talking about, uh, you know, one of your like super close friends now that you just met in the last year, like, Mm -hmm. you know, only like a couple of months before I moved away from Austin. Um, I met a girl, literally we were, I was out at the the little gay shop on airport and just like checking it out, just getting a coffee. And there was like some group of girls there that, and then one girl just kind of started like chatting up with me. We realized like we were both Capricorns and now we're like really good friends. And she's like the first person that's coming to visit me in Seattle next month. And like my newest friend, you know, but like, I don't know if we would have started talking fully if she wasn't the extroverted person to be like, oh, hey, and like, kind of approach me. And so I definitely do appreciate extroverts for that. <laughs> we do what we can. We're just trying to make everyone <laughs> our friend. Yeah. Like, say, like, so with my birthday, I have a really good friend, Marilyn, who's very introverted. And she's like, I love going to your birthday. Cause like, I'll meet people who I already know you. And so you can talk about like, you or like how they met you or like it's like it's like it's just easy to strike up conversation I know they're not going to be terrible because they know you I'm like I like that I like that that can be a like a common thing of like how do you know Brie well how do you know Brie like and it's just like an easy window (laughs) into conversation so yeah well I thank you so much for chatting with me today Um, yeah of course I don't know if we I even really like said too many great things. Oh my gosh. Like Stop. We could talk about, I could talk about this probably forever. And we could go off on a ton of other tangents, like One Tree Hill and astrology. And um, we're going to, the minute you want to talk about One Tree Hill, let me know. I am ready. Um, anytime. Literally, I feel like no one understands me. My, me and my one high school best friend, like that's our, our thing. Like we used to always watch it together. And so 
but like I feel like other people that I like meet out and about as an adult like don't, don't understand it. my love for it and I, I remember there was a guy I like started dating well we on like a couple of dates very briefly mm-hmm. but I introduced him to One Tree Hill and we are watching it he tried to fast forward through the intro and I was like excuse me we He's do not do that in this house we watch the intro every time you have to what listen to Gavin sing doing? what are you doing <laughs> no so we listen I will hang up and we can jump right back in like I will talk about <laughs> one tree hill anytime um yes but I will make sure to plug all your things in the show notes um at the end of every episode I like to ask a final question of what is the best advice you were ever given or what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self great Yes. So the way that my brain works is like, whenever I get questions like that, like, what's the best this? What's the, my brain goes like, I can't think of anything that anyone's ever told me in my life. Of course. So I will answer the other part of that question, which is piece of advice that I would give my younger self, which is just something that has taken me a long time to kind of come to terms with is just the fact that like, you, no one else can define success for you, right? Like you create your own version of success. I think so much as when we're like children and teenagers and in school and college and all of that, like we're told like, this is the path you need to go on. These are the things you need to do to be a successful adult. And that's kind of just all bullshit, to be honest. It's like success for somebody else may look like that, but success for you does not have to look like that. And I think it took me too long to kind of figure that out for myself. And I spent time trying to fulfill other people's ideas of success and not really listening to myself. And so that is what I would tell my younger self is just, you know, define success for yourself. Um, only you can figure out what that is and, and not anyone else. Hmm. Success is not linear for sure. Ugh, no, I love that. I love that. Well, it is not. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. I feel like, like I said, we could just chat forever. That's it. This week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbriepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or we get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.